Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Digital Signage Today podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kevin Amass, the editor of Digital Signage Today, and today I'm joined by Bob Gatta, the CEO of Data Display based in Philadelphia. We'll talk about what the in-person retail industry will look like in the next couple of years as it rebounds from the pandemic, what types of cutting-edge technology is hitting the display market, how data and analytics influence display manufacturers, and more. Data Display Systems provides the technology, systems, components, and analytics behind state-of-the-art retail displays. They are considered the brain behind the POP. Bob leads in a team of award-winning innovators to bring the Internet of Things, software as a service, digital display management, and other advanced technologies to make the retail experience more manageable and profitable for brands and retailers. Thanks for joining me, Bob. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Um, well, let's get rolling into uh, some of the questions I have for you today. Um, I guess, first off, what do you think in-person retailing will look like for the next couple of years post-pandemic? Um, I know most retailers have done quite a bit of adjusting already, but I know they've had to learn some hard lessons for the past 18 months, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, to consider what in-person retailing will look like in the future, I do think it's important to understand one of the major trends that resulted from the pandemic, and that's this trend of buy online, pick up in-store. And to accommodate this trend, retailers like Best Buy and Target began converting up to a third of their retail space into more of a distribution center model where the store employees now pick and pack online orders for customers to pick up either curbside or in-store. And this reduction of in-person retail space now means that the existing space is inclined to be used more as a showcase center for brands to display and educate the shopper on their new product introductions. What's really interesting is that this actually dovetails into a trend that began before the pandemic, where shoppers chose brick and mortar retail over e-commerce to serve as a source of entertainment and education, as well as to validate their online research by seeing, touching, feeling, and trying out items before making their final purchase. And that means their interaction with the staff and the product display increases in the level of importance as compared to the past. And how did the pandemic influence retail display design and technology? Uh, do you see more competition to attract shoppers since stores have returned in-person shopping? Yeah, that's a, that is a great question. What we've really seen um, as soon as the pandemic started was really more of how do we find ways to limit viral spread. And the best way to accomplish this was through technologies that use, for example, touchless buttons, touchless touch screens, and QR codes that would allow a shopper to control the display from their personal device. So for example, um, through our technology, we're able to have a customer or shopper come up to the display, the display will have a QR code on it, and with their phone or personal device, capture the QR code, which would then take them to a 
website, and then they can actually control all the functionality of that display from their cell phone. And that eliminated a lot of the, uh, the touch points that people were concerned about by the display in order to really limit that viral spread. And what do you see as some of the hot technologies for a retail display now? Um, as we both know, technology changes so fast, it can be hard to keep up, right? Yeah, absolutely. I guess, you know, one trend we've been seeing is that retailers are more willing to grant brands access to either their in-store Wi-Fi or provide direct Ethernet connection. And what that means is that the displays can act more in what they call an Internet of Things fashion, where the brands can now monitor and control each display from a remote location um, through what's known as a contact content management system, such as Data Display has one that uh, we call PopView, and that's our platform for content management display. And through that technology, brands can now monitor the system health of a display, so they can know immediately if a display isn't functioning, and then they can take immediate actions to correct the, the situation. Secondly, they can easily and cost-effectively change the display content on a regional basis from a centralized location without the need to send a person into each store to change the content. This also means we can apply regional messaging like local sports scores or pollen counts or time and temperature information that's relative to that specific store's location. Third, we can also capture each shopper engagement with the display and provide that data back to the brands so they can see how shoppers engage with their product. Um, additionally, these systems can be used to train store associates on the latest features and benefits of the new product offerings so that those store associates can now, are now educated and can you know, speak with authority on those products, features, and benefits. Another technology trend that we're seeing is really greater use of sensor technologies. Um, these sensors allow for greater interaction between the shopper and the display, which really helps to captivate and engage the shopper. These sensors also tie into the content management system, which then again in turn provides greater shopper engagement data for the brand. All of the technology options offer the sales representative the ability to focus on sales and support for the shopper, which is increasingly more important as the landscape of retail experience changes. What part does data and analytics play in design uh, and technology, and how much do you think it influences the choices retailers make? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Engagement data allows the brands to understand how the shoppers engage with their products at retail on a regional level and even on a store-by-store -store basis. And they can couple this with what's known as A-B split testing so they can fine-tune the message by region. If the listeners aren't aware of how A-B split testing works, it's really a method where there's, call it, an existing A content and then a slight variation is made to that content to develop what's then known as the B version. And then we can measure if that change resulted in greater engagement. 
And if it did, we can then apply that change to the other displays on either regional or universal basis. And then we can move on to the next test. The ultimate goal here is to keep the shopper engaged with your product, as that will increase the likelihood for them to purchase the product and also helps to really foster that brand loyalty. How customers interact with the product at retail is also often different than any of the data they can gather off a brand's website, for example. Yeah, I, I know engagement is so key now with shoppers. Um, and I, I think you'd mentioned that in the webinar that we did a few weeks ago, um, where I think it's only about three or four seconds that you have to grab the shopper's attention. So yeah, that's yeah, good yeah. to know. Um, and uh, so what should some of the larger retailers and brands look for in display technology for their upcoming display uh, in, in terms of planning and design? Yeah, I guess, you know, there are a couple of approaches. First is really the wow factor. How can the retailer and brand combine sensor, audio, video, and lighting technology to make their displays more interactive with the shopper? And this serves to entertain the shopper while educating them on the product's key features and benefits like we discussed previously. Second um, is how the, the technology can be used to assist the sales associate through both training and to help close the sale. So for example, if a shopper is looking for a high performance trail bike or a golf club or a piece of clothing, the display can actually be used to take a shopper's measurement while in store with the guidance of that sales associate. And that can often help them close the sale right then and there before that shopper leaves to find something else online. So, you know, that combined with a really tailored messaging approach on a regional basis helps the brand get to what I like to call the marketing of one objective. And that's where, you know, the brand is marketing to each individual based on their unique preferences and requirements. And Bob, could you share with us a case study or two of how a display manufacturer utilized your technology to reduce downtime and or increase uh, customer engagement and sales? Yeah, absolutely. I think a good example and one that you know we can talk about because we're not under the non-disclosure agreement they gave us the ability to <laughs> is with uh, CCM Hockey. Um, we've actually run quite a few programs with them over the years and including multiple skate displays along with glove, helmet, and stick displays. And our PopView platform actively monitors each of these displays. And if there's ever a problem with the displays, we're immediately notified. And then we can take action to correct it remotely, or we can call the store directly for their assistance in correcting it. I heard um, a stat recently, actually even before the pandemic, where 16% of displays are offline and not operating in any one retail establishment. 
So, you know, you can imagine if you've done all of your research and then went to the store and the display was actually offline or had incorrect messaging on it, that that, you know, really wouldn't benefit you from a loyalty perspective or help close the sale. So that does um, not only increase the uptime of the display, but it's also just far more cost effective than sending in outside label, labor to fix the display. Also, the PopView technology provides two additional benefits. You know, first, we increased the shopper display engagement uh, for CCM, and that was measured through the number of engagements per session. So essentially, if a shopper walked up to the screen and the average was four engagements per session, we used A-B split testing to increase that to five and six session, six engagements per session. Second, you know, we were able to advise CCM that shoppers in the U.S. engage differently with a product as compared to Canadian shoppers. So, for example, shoppers in the U.S. are interested in side-by-side -side comparison for each skate model versus Canadian shoppers who were more interested in which professionals wore or endorsed CCM hockey. Um, and in fact, CCM actually came back and asked a really good question after that. You know, what about hockey-rich states in Michigan and Wisconsin? So we were able to dive into the details there and tell them, no, you know, Michigan and Wisconsin um, engage in the same fashion as the rest of the U.S. And this allowed CCM to target their messaging and so now they can provide greater education to U.S. shoppers and focus on professional endorsement messaging to their Canadian market. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably more of a casual hockey fan, I guess you could say, but um, I, I know CCM has been, they, they've kind of pretty much cornered the market as far, as far as hockey apparel, in my opinion. So, yeah. They yeah. do a really good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they've been around for a long time. Um, I know a couple of the last questions I have for you, Bob. Um, now, how does the technology from data display stand out from other technology on the market? Uh, you mentioned reducing downtime and increasing customer engagement and sales, but is there a component data display does best that you guys are really known for? Yeah, I think the key here is that Data display is really a one-stop shop when it comes to technology. You don't have to work with various partner companies and obtain you know, custom hardware from one or more suppliers, software development from another supplier, and then a content management system from yet another, you know, what they call partner companies. Um, we handle all of the technology needs from the development of custom electronic hardware and sensors we develop the software here in Philadelphia, and we make everything work in unison um, together so that you've got to create experience, shopper experience. In addition to that, we have our own proprietary PopView content management system, and that was specifically designed for retail point of purchase display market. At the end of the day, we like to say there's no finger pointing, only one back to pat. 
I guess it's also reassuring to know that Data Display has been in business for over 50 years, and all of our engineering design software capabilities, along with all product testing, is performed at our U.S. headquarters here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we do that all that testing here before anything is shipped to the customers to just provide the reliability that they need for very demanding um, retail use. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us, Bob. And uh, I thank you for joining me today and sharing your thoughts. I, I appreciate that. I want to thank everyone for joining us today on the Digital Science Today podcast. And until we meet again, take care, everyone.